Well, thanks, Denise, and uh, stay there in 1 John chapter 1. I hope you've enjoyed this reflection this uh, Christmas weekend. I know I certainly have. Uh, We talked yesterday morning about coming home to your Heavenly Father this Christmas, that being reconciled to God and to each other through our Lord Jesus Christ gets to the very guts of what Christmas is all about. The Bible speaks of that joy and that satisfying, uh, that satisfaction in being reconciled to God through many of the longings and hopes that we all know too well. The comfort, joy, peace, satisfaction and love of family is a beautiful metaphor for being reconciled to our Heavenly Father. We know that by experience, we miss that by its absence, we long for that as we walk through conflict and estrangement. Uh, I think coming home for the holidays is much bigger in America than it is for us here in Australia. Uh, Last week, no, a couple of weeks ago, I should say, despite the warnings and rising COVID numbers, at the end of November, for Thanksgiving weekend, there were over a million people a day flying in America. Just flying. A million people a day flying around the United States to get home for the holidays. A million people a day amidst risk, stress, They did whatever was needed to get home. And no doubt, with those sorts of numbers, many had their hopes dashed due to delays, due to weather, or missed flights because of crowding. Uh, Imagine the scene at the airport, faces pressed up against the glass window as the plane backs away from the gate, We missed it by seconds. Imagine the frustrated ravings at the check-in counter. Maybe you don't have to imagine very hard. You've been there. We missed it by minutes. Imagine the angry horn, uh, hand on the horn, stuck in traffic. We missed it by miles. Imagine the pounding heart rate and the frantic yelling when the alarm doesn't go off. We missed it by hours. Or imagine the false sense of security that is shattered when the airline worker tells you your ticket was for last week. We missed it by days. Here's the reality. If you miss the plane by seconds or minutes or hours or you miss the plane by days, it doesn't really make a difference, does it? You've missed the plane. The result is the same. And the Bible describes human sin, which is our attitude and actions that treat God like He doesn't exist or like He isn't welcome in our lives. The Bible describes sin as falling short of God's glory. And all too often we treat sin and falling short of God's glory as some kind of competition. That I'll be okay with Him because I'm not as evil as Hitler... Or I'll be okay with him because I'm not as selfish as Trump or I'm more generous than my neighbour. But the Bible says that each of us have fallen short of, that, of God's glory. You miss the plane by seconds or you miss the plane by days, guess what? You miss the plane. You don't have to be the most evil person in the world. 
You don't have to be as sinful as you could possibly be to have fallen short of God's glory. All you need to have done is not loved God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and your neighbour as yourself. And if we're honest, which is what our passage this morning encourages us to be, we all know that we've fallen short of God's glory, that we have failed to love him with our heart, mind, soul and strength and our neighbour as ourselves. So whether you're the worst person in the world or best, or you think you're someone in the middle, the Bible's message to each of us is the same that all of us have fallen short of God's glory and are in desperate need of his forgiveness. And sin and God's forgiveness aren't simply transactional matters that need to take place. It's not just that you need to do business with God to give him your sin and take from him his forgiveness. As we've seen these last two days, being reconciled to God, his forgiveness and our sin Those are relational realities. The great pain of sin is that we're estranged from God and the relationship that he offers. The great need of forgiveness is to be rescued and redeemed. To receive the rescuing love of Jesus at Christmas is a relational transaction. It's a relational thing that needs to happen. To be reconciled to God and to come home for the comfort and joy that he longs to bestow upon you. And in order for that to happen, forgiveness is required. That's what is essential about Christmas. Have a look at chapter 1, verse 5, that Denise just read for us. This is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. It's an easy image to grasp, isn't it? That God is light, that in him there is no darkness at all. There is nothing that spoils or breaks into that light or takes away from it his moral perfection, his holy beauty, his radiant righteousness. That's what God is in himself. He is the light. And when Jesus, the light of the world, shines into the darkness... We are exposed for who we really are. And our need for his forgiveness is made clear. He cannot tolerate or even welcome or shrug his shoulders at our sin because he himself is the light. And so if the truth and goodness of Jesus mean that God has come close at Christmas for reconciled relationships with his people, to bring us home, to give us hope, then the essential element to that relationship needs to be dealing with the sin that caused the distance in the first place, that disconnected us from God in the first place. And so if we want that fellowship, 
Or, as John says, if we're claiming that fellowship, if we claim to walk in the light and have fellowship with the Father, then we need to acknowledge our sin. We need to come home to Him and enjoy His comfort and joy. And to do so means telling the truth about ourselves. You cannot stand close to Jesus cannot be friends with him or sit at his table or be welcomed into his family and cling on to your sin at the same time and ignore or deny your sin at the same time. You cannot claim to know Jesus while continuing to walk in the darkness of sin and selfishness. You cannot claim that Jesus is Lord if you're still sitting on the throne of your own life, directing your own will and seeking to earn or achieve or deceive your way to him. But here is the wonderful truth, that when the light of life shines into our lives and exposes our sin, when we lose our way, God is not hard to find that he has made himself in Jesus very findable because he is in the light. (laughs) He is right there in the place of truth and honesty and openness and confession and owning up. God himself awaits us there in the light, in the place of openness and honesty and confession and owning up. That is where God meets us and where we can freely go to find his forgiveness. It's there in the light that often we're afraid to go, isn't it? That we're afraid to confess and be honest. We're afraid to be open and to own up. We fear that owning up to our sin before God and before one another, that that will only bring more pain and more shame and more embarrassment But here is the thing, it's in the light, close to God, in confession and openness, that is where everything gets better and not worse. That is where relationship with one another and with God will get better, not worse. Because it's in the light that God resides and that his forgiveness and reconciliation is to be found. And so if we're not pretending, as we said on Christmas Eve, because Jesus redeems our real lives and not our fake ones, and if we're not hiding, as we said yesterday, because Jesus reconciles real relationships, well, that gives us great freedom to acknowledge our sinfulness, to reveal our shame, to acknowledge our guilt, to allow the cleansing power of Jesus' forgiveness to give us a new start with him in charge. And while that can be challenging to do, the Bible says that that is where freedom and friendship and forgiveness is to be found. And while our world tells us that Christianity is not only irrelevant but ugly, 
It's not only untrue, but it's bad for you. Isn't it also true that when we see the kind of forgiveness that Jesus offers on display in people's lives and in our own experience, that there's nothing more beautiful, there's nothing more attractive, there's nothing more refreshing than seeing truth be told and relationships restored. Even our world can acknowledge that. I don't know if you remember, a couple of years ago, the, the media blew up when a former Dallas police officer was found guilty of killing a man in his own bed. Amber Geiger shot Botham Jean in his own home after she mistakenly walked into the wrong apartment. And she was sentenced to 10 years imprisonment, which seemed rather lenient at the time. And while people blew up and decried the sentence, insisted it was far too lenient, inside the courtroom was a far different voice to be heard. It was the voice of Botham Jean's brother, Brant, who gave a statement to the court saying that he forgives Amber Geiger explaining he didn't wish her any harm and encouraged her to look to Jesus for forgiveness. And in the middle of that courtroom, in an extraordinary move, he asked the judge if he could walk to the defendant and give her a hug. It's an extraordinary scene of forgiveness Shortly after, the judge, Tammy Kemp, handed Amber Geiger the Bible that was sitting in the courtroom and said, this is my Bible that I read every day, you should take it with you. And start here, as she opened the Bible to John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The rescuing and reconciling and redeeming love of God in the gift of his son at Christmas is not only true, it's not only good, it's not only essential for restored relationships, but it's beautiful. that out of the darkness of our sin, where we only deserve judgment and death, the beauty of God's forgiveness and his reconciling love can satisfy our hearts and display to the world the glory of the perfect Jesus, the gift of life, the light of love who stepped into this world to be for us what we need most, cleansing and forgiveness from sin. It's remarkable, isn't it, that when the baby is arriving into the world, that what's at the very heart of that mission and the words of God and the angels to Mary and Joseph to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. That's the essential heart of the Christmas message. 
redeemed and reconciled relationship with God through the essential forgiveness that you and I need. So the invitation of Jesus is to step into the light and to keep walking in the light, to keep being honest with him and one another, to keep confessing your sin and acknowledging the truth and walking in the light as the blood of Jesus continually offers not only forgiveness and wiping the slate clean, but cleansing to give us a new start, a fresh life with him. So John concludes, if we claim to be without sin, then we're just deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Why don't you take a moment to speak to God in the quietness of your own heart and mind and in about 20 seconds we'll pray together a prayer of confession. Let's pray together this prayer that you'll see on the screen. Saying together, Heavenly Father, you have loved us with an everlasting love, but we have often gone our own way and rejected your will for our lives. We are sorry for our sins and turn away from them. For the sake of your Son who died for us, forgive us, cleanse us and change us. By your Holy Spirit, enable us to live for you and to please you in every way. For the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. Let's stand. We're going to sing together our final song this morning.